guys excited today? Yes! Okay, what are you most excited about? I'm excited about the water theater. I like the roller coaster. And who's gonna be scared on the rides today? You! I'm not gonna be scared on the rides, I love rides. Who's gonna come with me on the roller coaster? Me! I've got my kids here today and I've also got a bit of good news for you. You know that sinking feeling when you're on holiday and the children are complaining that they're bored? Yeah, we've all been there. Well, that is not going to happen in Abu Dhabi because this place is like an adventure park crammed full of fun things to do. Not just for kids, but big kids too. Watch the water slide! Okay, should we go? Yeah! Who's gonna get in there first? Me! Welcome to Abu Dhabi Unwrapped, a sonic travel guide. In this series, paid for and presented by the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi, we're whisking you off to explore the attractions of this incredible emirate. You can subscribe to the full series wherever you like to listen. I'm your guide, Dina Butti, a presenter and content creator based here in the United Arab Emirates. And I'm also a mom to two pretty feisty kids who are constantly after me to plan our next adventure. So full disclosure, this episode is going to be very helpful for me too. Today, we're getting top tips for keeping the whole family entertained. I mean, for anyone that likes fast rides, they've got two record-breaking rides right there. Wild roller coasters. There are falcons sitting all around me. Black, white, brown, all different colors, all different sizes. It looks amazing. I have to say it's quite special having all these animals roaming around. All these gazelles, all these oryxes, the cheetahs, and even giraffes. You can see a traditional dance, traditional handicraft, and there's a special program for children. Whatever you want, active, visual, educational, Abu Dhabi's really got it all. I'm at Yas Water World, which is this eye-popping Emirati-themed water park on Yas Island. Basically, it's a huge, colorful maze full of different pools and slides and some really wild-looking rides that my kids are already going crazy over. Now, they're off trying out the slides with their grandmother, which gives me time for a chat with someone else who's here enjoying the early morning water park fun, Miles Buckeridge from the publication What's on Abu Dhabi. Miles, great to see you. Now, are your family big fans of water parks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the, the perfect way to have fun in Abu Dhabi, outdoors in the summer. There's a, a great range of slides and other forms of entertainment here. Water parks across the country are always top of our list at weekends. Yeah, we are already having a blast. My boys are here. They are losing their minds with the rides. And on that note, water parks, as you said, are a massive thing in the UAE. But Yas Waterworld is pretty special, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's a narrative behind it. It tells this story of these um, Emirati children and this, this hunt for a pearl, which is obviously a big part of Abu Dhabi and the UAE's past. So there are cultural aspects to it as well, which is fantastic. They do have some pretty groundbreaking rides as well that go beyond the traditional you know, water flumes and, and lazy rivers. So we're gearing up to do the Cine Splash. Tell me about that. Have you tried it before? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pretty wild experience. I mean, I'm not aware of anything like it anywhere else. It's 
kind of merging the worlds of water and, and cinema, which is beautiful, if a little bonkers, in a good way. So what, you get drenched in water while watching a movie? Yeah, basically, that's pretty much the gist. That's awesome. Why not? Now, we could probably spend days here and not get bored, but there are some pretty awesome park options in this area as well. Tell us about them. Yeah, so my well, my family's favourite one is probably, well, we refer to it as Batman's house, but the official <laughs> name is Warner Brothers World Abu Dhabi, and it's incredible. It combines all the, the magic of the huge back catalogue of Warner Brothers films and, and TV programmes, in addition to some incredible rides, opportunities for character meet and greets, and it's those kind of experiences that give kids and, and adults, if I'm being honest, those forever memories. Then you've got Ferrari World, of course, which is, I mean, for anyone that likes fast rides, they've got two record-breaking rides right there. Wild roller coasters. But they've also got climb, the indoor climbing and skydiving uh, centre as well. I mean, as you say, you could spend a week just on, on Yas Island exploring all the various theme park activities. I think we need to park ourselves at Yas Island, sounds like it. Now, even the most dedicated theme park lovers sometimes need a break. And of course, Abu Dhabi has plenty of natural attractions as well. The beaches, the mountains, the desert. How easy is it for families to get out and experience all of that? Well, again, I think what Abu Dhabi has been so great at is making it easy for families to access these natural wonders. And there are loads scattered around the Emirate, which, which is much bigger than the city, obviously. Some of our favourites have to be the mangroves. There's a, a stunning mangrove national park on Jebel Island. It's just a great opportunity to get up close to nature, to, to get amongst the mangroves, to see the wildlife. They do all sorts of guided tours there as well, where rangers explain to you about the ecology and the, the natural environment and why these things are so important. And I think that's a huge benefit as well, for especially with kids, to get them you know, interested in the environment and, and invested in it and wanting to protect it. Believe it or not, Miles, that is on the agenda, so I'm really looking forward to it. Now, as a resident and a dad yourself, what's your favorite family-friendly activity in Abu Dhabi? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, we love the theme parks, but there is, there's something about the, the rugged natural world of Abu Dhabi that really appeals. And one of the recent developments is with the fossil dunes out uh, in Al Wakba, and they are uh, absolutely stunning. You know, tens of thousands of year old dune skeletons basically and they've built a big visitor center now they've um, made access to it so much easier and i think being able to go and do that just next door to a city of, of so many hyper modern technological wonders such an incredible juxtaposition so whatever you want active visual educational abu dhabi's really got it all now miles i found out about cultural attractions in the last episode and there's always um a danger, it's definitely something I worry about. A danger of kids turning up their noses at that kind of stuff. How has Abu Dhabi made these attractions accessible to a younger generation as well? They've got a lot of exhibitions and pop-ups deliberately designed to engage kids. So there's generally lots of fun, interactive exhibits that they can get involved with. In my opinion, it's been so incredibly well thought out and I'm always excited to see what's next on the agenda culturally. It's great for the kids. Miles, you really know your stuff. I'm going to have to take notes for the boys. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to have to head off in a minute. But first, got time for a few more slides, right? The kids can't have all the fun. Absolutely not. Let's go. <laughs> I 
After our energetic morning at the water park, a little kid-friendly culture could be exactly what my boys need. And I know just the place. Qasr al-Hussain is the oldest and most significant building in Abu Dhabi. The main watchtower was built in 1790. It overlooked the coastal trade road and protected the people who lived in the island. My name is Hissa Abdullah Al-Kabi, and I've been working as a tour guide now for five years inside UAE. Qasr al-Hussain is composed of the inner fort and the outer palace constructed in 1939. And over the century, it has been a home for the ruling family of Abu Dhabi and also an office for the government. So now, Qasr al-Hassan is transformed into a museum to showcase the history, the tradition, and how Abu Dhabi as an emirate was created. And there's a lot of activities. You can see a traditional dance, traditional handicraft, and there's a library there. There's a special program for children, so children can enjoy reading and learn more about not only Abu Dhabi, but also about the United Arab Emirates and how it's starting from Berlin until discovering the oil. One of the things you might not realize until you visit Abu Dhabi is that the city is spread across an archipelago. Several islands clustered together along the coast, linked by miles of crisscrossing bridges to form the capital but there's also a generous sprinkling of islands further off the coast. And if you want to visit them, you're going to need a boat. I've driven down the coast from the capital city to an area called Aldana, and I've come to the marina to catch the boat to Sir Benyas Island. More on that when we get there. But I have to say, if you love the sun and sea, you need to make time for a day out by boat whether that's for an island hopping tour, a snorkeling trip, or even some whale and dolphin spotting when conditions are right. And I think it's time for us to head off to the island. Just a quick boat trip later, I've arrived on Sir Banias Island, half of which is made up of the Arabian Wildlife Park, home to more than 17,000 free-roaming animals, including Arabian oryx, gazelles, giraffes, hyenas, and cheetahs. Handily for visitors, the island also has three different hotels, all run by Anantara Hotels and Resorts. So uh, my name is Godéric Aron and I'm the general manager for the three resorts from Anantara in Sirbanias Island, Anantara Al-Sahel, Anantara Al-Yam, and Desert Island Resort by Anantara. So what is it like working in a place where there are cheetahs wandering around? Amazing. Uh, it's, I have to say it's quite special having all these animals roaming around. It's definitely a, a guest favorite, and all these gazelles, all these oryxes, the cheetahs, and even giraffes. That's for sure something quite special. Now tell me a little bit about your hotels here, and of course you have a special connection to royalty. Correct. I mean, the late Sheikh Zayed loved this place. History tells us that it's a place of heritage because the Arnayan family is from Sirbanias Island, right, from the Banias tribe. 
So there's always been a special connection. They love this island. Uh, he is the one who, in the 70s, reclaimed the surroundings of the island in order to protect it. There was uh, heavy erosion because we are quite exposed to northern weather here. So he, he built all around the island to protect the island from erosion. And then he planted all the trees, right? He planted about 3 million trees in the 70s. And to this day, we still have about 2.5 now. He is the one who brought the conservation to the island by creating the conservation park to, at the beginning, really save the Arabian oryx, which was endangered and, and close to disappear. And it's been a great success story because we've released thousands over the years now. So there is still this, this special connection. We've got a majlis at the center of the island where the treaty for the unification was negotiated. And this is the place uh, where they came to relax after the treaty was signed also. So this island is so special. Sarah Benias is known for its wildlife park, but there is so much going on here. Tell me a little bit more of the other activities. Well, first of all, we've got amazing beach all around the island. So water activities are great. Uh, there is surprisingly good diving that Anantara can arrange. Because the island is a protected area, there is no fishing around it, which means that there is abundant sea life. We've got dugongs around, we've got turtles, dolphins are passing by, we've got great roads on the island, so cycling is really, really nice here. We also have monastery ruins on the island from the 8th century. So there is settlement traces on the island for the last 8,000 years. I don't know where to start because <laughs> there's so many things I want to see and do. And I'm going to have to make some time for all these different activities later. But I do need to get started with my safari at the wildlife park. Can you point me in the right direction? For sure. I'll be happy to guide you to Mark and he'll take you on an adventure. And hopefully you'll be able to see as many animals as possible. While we head off to find my island guide, Mark, here's a special insight into another Abu Dhabi animal attraction that will enthrall kids and adults alike. There are falcons sitting all around me. Black, white, brown, all different colors, all different sizes. It looks amazing. I'm Dr. Margit Gabriel Muller, Executive Director of the Abu Dhabi Falcon Hospital. A very special place as the largest hospital for falcons in the world. Also one of the tourism attractions of the Abu Dhabi Emirate. Now I'm holding a big, beautiful white falcon on my arm. My arm is covered with a special leather glove and the falcon is sitting on top of it. So when you come to us and visit us, you are in for a very special treat. We take you through the whole world of falcons and falconry. We will tell you about the history of falconry. We will let you interact with the falcons. You can even see a falcon feeding. And in the same time, you can see what we are doing live. This is where falcons stay for six months during the molting season, which is from springtime to summer. And they change their feathers every year during this time, every single year. Now, when we go back in time, even 50, 60 years, Bedouins lived in the desert. And in those times, the life was very difficult and very harsh in the desert. There was no air condition, no fridge, no freezer. So the falcons were used to hunt meat to let the Bedouin's family survive. And this means that the falcon was integral for the survival of the families. And because of this, falcons were integrated in the family. And of course, nowadays, the falconers don't have to hunt anymore to make their living. But falconry is one of the very few opportunities to reconnect to their past, to go back to their own roots. 
Die Emirati Falconers love their falcons, as we do. Back on Sir Benias Island, the hotel's general manager, Goderic, is introducing me to my guide for the afternoon's adventure. Uh, there you go. Hello, Hi, lovely Mark. to meet you. So How are you doing? You. My name is Mark David Penfield. I'm the wildlife and conservation specialist here in Anantara, and we'll be taking you now for a nature and wildlife drive. So give me the park's vital stats. Well, the park is 42 square kilometers, so it's roughly half the size of the island, and it's the largest natural island in the UAE. I had no idea it was so big. Now, what are our chances of seeing all these animals? Like, how lucky do we get here? We've got a high chance of seeing the animals out in the perimeter. They're always moving around across the grasslands. Being here seven years, you get a feel for where the animals prefer to go to. So we're going to look in those hot spots and see what we can find. Okay, because I have two boys who would be obsessed with seeing a giraffe, so let's go. What is this, Mark? This looks awesome. Nothing but the best in the UAE. So we've got a Land Cruiser open Jeep. They're used in Africa. They're used out here in any sort of, like, nature, wildlife drive or safari setting. Nice. <laughs> and with that, we're off. Time to learn a bit more about the park. Sabanias actually means land of the Banias. It's pronounced more Sia Banias. And it was partly before all the tourism was Sheikh Zayed's um, nature reserve to look after Rim, Dumani and Almaha, which is the sand gazelle, the mountain gazelle and the Arabian oryx. This was a big push for conservation in the UAE. It was all about big breeding programs to welcome back the desert species that once roamed in the vast desert of the UAE. And the numbers of these animals were dropping mainly due to hunting and also land areas, okay, that were being starting to farm. So the efforts here is to take animals from captivity, to integrate them into a semi-wild environment, and then from there, get them back to the wild. I didn't expect it to be so relaxing, and I, I have to say, I can't believe this is in the UAE. It just, it feels like... I don't know, it's out of this world. So Mark, I mentioned that I have two young boys and they heard about my safari experience today and were very jealous. <laughs> Would you say these tours are quite family friendly? Yeah, this is a family orientated nature and wildlife drive. And there's some very family orientated experiences for people here. We have the culture and history tour, which is for youngsters to adults as well. Um, we have some easy biking where we have the chariots that can connect to the bikes to take youngsters out. Our water sports activities normally from six years and above. Some of our walking activities as well, which is in the field, is from six years and above as well. As we round a corner and approach an oasis of green, we come across our first animals. You'll see Urim on the right-hand side, that's Arabian sand gazelles, light in coloration. There's so many here on our left. I can't, I, I didn't expect to see so many animals right at the start. We're right. approaching one of our grasslands now, so we're creating small migrational areas for them to rotate and move around in. 
and you get chance to see animals move around as they would do um, in Africa or India in areas that you'd expect to go on safari this is purely about trying to get Arabian antelopes back to the wild and also we have a few select species that are either endangered or severely endangered that we're looking after here with the potential to future release them back to their native areas and homelands. I'm having an amazing time. The island is beautiful and it's just incredible to get up so close to different birds and animals as they converge on the shady green areas. But I still haven't seen a giraffe. And as we continue our safari, trying to spot one starts to feel like an impossible Where's Waldo puzzle. Then all of a sudden, seen one giraffe, two giraffes now. You have? You see them? There. Yes! Oh, I see a giraffe! <gasps> right over there! Oh, that's incredible. Oh, wow. Two of them! And all these oryx. Oh. Four, five, six. Yeah. Oh, they're everywhere. Look how they can hide. Oh, right next to us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And they're so well camouflaged. So I'm going to get a bit closer to the ones that are sitting down on the left-hand side under the trees. Oh, I see some babies over there. How sweet. So are they comfortable with us being so close? Yeah, in this environment here, it's all about repetition. And what we're doing is getting them to be used to our movement, okay, and into a slight routine. So in Africa, you might struggle to get this close, but in this environment, this is our walking zone. So our animals are used to cars getting to within about 20 meters of them and people getting to within about 30 to 40 meters of them. Now, the biggest thing that we don't want is obviously people to try and touch our animals. These animals are not used to being fed by people. They look for their own food, hence why they have the potential to be released to the wild. And you don't want to interfere with these animals in their environment. And what we want to do is we want to see these animals in their natural state, living a life of luxury, really. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. I'm recovering after all the safari excitement by the pool, looking at over the resort beach where people are having a last dip before the sun goes down. And I think with all these amazing options, water sports and theme parks to wildlife and historical ruins, the biggest problem for families visiting Abu Dhabi is choosing what they're going to do tomorrow. I better call home and let my boys know we are gonna have a busy weekend. Thanks for joining me today. Next time on Abu Dhabi Unwrapped, we're pulling out all the stops to uncover the Emirates' most luxurious experiences. Driving any supercar for that matter, it's just an adrenaline-fueled fun. If you're into luxury shopping, there's so many amazing, luxurious malls here. Really, the food scene here in the UAE and Abu Dhabi has never been better. Our signature experience combines the best of the best. Very, very indulgent. Oh, beautiful. That's actual real gold. I know. Be sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to catch this next episode and the rest of the series. 
Abu Dhabi unwrapped a sonic travel guide, was paid for and presented by the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi, and produced for them by BBC StoryWorks Commercial Productions.